Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join us to kick off the first segment is author and artist Jonathan Santlofer, and he's calling in to the show, and here he is to join us. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, Janine. How are you? Wonderful. I uh, I'd mentioned to you that I heard about you. I think you were on, was it Terry Gross's show? or uh, Yeah, I was with yes. Terry Gross on Fresh Air, yeah. Oh, and I was so moved by your story and your memoir, The Widower's uh, Notebook. Um, oh, thank you. Oh, it was so powerful. Before we get into that, could you share <laughs> with me and the listeners your backstory into writing, because I know uh, you mentioned it all started a little bit with a composition notebook. Uh, yes, yes. Um, actually, for this book, I, I didn't intend to write this book. And, um, you know, sometimes you do something that you um, don't ever want to do or intend to do, and it somehow becomes the thing that touches most people. But the process was that, uh, very sadly, I lost my way suddenly and unexpectedly, and um, it sort of, you know, it obviously threw me, and one of the things that I did almost every night was I took notes about what was happening in my life and talking to people and wrote them in in these notebooks, and it was sort of just a way to ground ground myself, and things felt very unreal to me, so I did that with no intention, really, of turning that into a book, and then I went off to Yaddo, which is an arts colony upstate, in upstate New York, and I was supposed to be working on a, um, a thriller and finishing it, and I couldn't do it, and so I started transcribing my notebooks, and, and that's really how this book came into being. That's you know, amazing. Them, yeah. You know, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out, and... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> So I'm always intrigued, like, what people do to take care of themselves when they go through the worst moment of their lives, because sometimes mm-hmm. that moment turns into something really meaningful. Yeah, you know, I, I th- it's interesting that you say that, and, and I think that that is um, something that's really important to all of us in terms of survival and how we get through things. And I, I can't say that, you know, I thought consciously, oh, this is going to somehow help me. But I will tell you that I was trained as an artist, and, and one of the things I did was I did drawings almost every day, sketches of my wife and my daughter, and um, it was sort of a way to stay close yes. to her. And it ended up, I mean, my pub- I did about 80 drawings over the course of you know, two years. And my publisher chose, I think there were 15 in the book, Mm-hmm. But that was one way, you know, I really think um, if people have something that they love to do or even learning something new to do, I mean, you know, if it's cooking or gardening or whatever it is, uh, when people ask me, well, what, what do you think is the best thing to do? I say, just do something, yes. you know, do something. The, the book, yeah, writing the book um, was, was very difficult, but as you just said, you know, before, I mean, um, it connected me to people in a way that, you know, was amazing. It was really amazing. I, I've gone across the country into different bookstores. Yesterday I was in Philadelphia in a church, and um, it's just kind of been an extraordinary thing. You know, there were many times when I was working on the book that I almost stopped. And really? now, yeah, because it, it was very difficult, you yeah, know, and hard sure. for me and emotional. But now, you know, I get... 
dozens of emails every day and letters from people, and I'm really glad I kept going. I'm really, you know, it's just sort of, it's been an extraordinary thing to hear from people and yes. say that my book really touched them and made them feel less alone, and, you know, that just makes me feel really good, so. That's amazing, and you, you talk about being an artist. Were you an artist all your life? Uh, well, let's say this. Um, <laughs> I went to art. I went to art school, okay. and I did want to be an artist. And I came from a really sort of regular middle class family. I had no idea what it meant to be an artist, but I could draw. So, I, and I was. I will admit this on the air. I was a terrible student, <laughs> and but I could draw. So it kind of got me through things, and um, you know, I got a had pulled together a good portfolio, and so I got into art school. And I did want to be an artist. I didn't think I was much sort of good at anything else. And I did become an artist. I mean, I came out of graduate painting school. And um, I was really, yeah, I was really lucky. I mean, you know, um, within a few years, I had a gallery. I was supporting myself through my painting. It was remarkable. I was very, I mean, I worked very hard, but I was really lucky. And then I talk about this in my book um, at a certain point when actually I was quite successful, uh, a bunch, a, a big gallery in Chicago pulled together my best work over 10 years, plus my new, a few new paintings. So they borrowed them from collectors and museums, and the show opened on a Friday and burned to the ground the next day. What? So I lost, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah, so uh, it sort of knocked me out of my of career and knocked me for a loop and, you know, I'll tell you this, though, Janine. I don't recommend a fire, but <laughs> it, it, it changed my life in a remarkable way. You know, I never would have been yeah. writing. It was just that I couldn't paint for a while. And right. um, I started on a novel, which was insane. But, you know, I kind of, I don't know, one of my friends describes me as one of those inflatable clowns that you can punch and knock down, but I popped up, <laughs> back up. Uh, I don't think I do it all that quickly, to be honest with yeah. you, but... But, uh, you know, I did write a novel, and I managed to publish it. And um, so the art wow. part of my life, kind of, I still do it, and I love it, but it, it's more diminished than the writing part of my life at this point. That's amazing. It, it reminds me of, like, when you're working on your laptop, and all of a sudden it freezes, and you're working <laughs> on something amazing, and you're like, what? I didn't back it yeah. up. And then you have to start <laughs> over, and that second thing that you start is the most amazing thing and so much better than the first. That's, you know, that's happened to me so many times. Right. And, and I'm sure to many people who've been writing. And it is, those are the moments when you say to yourself, why wasn't I working on a typewriter? <laughs> you know, but nobody does. But, no. but yeah, but you're right. And then you have to reconstruct it and new things come into your head. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a remarkable thing. And I, I you know, I've talked to so many people who um, have been through loss and, and uh and to grief and, and what that, you know, and, you know, we manage to, I mean, I think most of us manage to move forward. I you know, it, it changes you, I think, in some significant way, but you do eventually, I think, you find a way to, I don't know, I'm trying to find the words, but to not just, you know, to move forward, yes, I would say. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I feel like your art, uh, your creative interests, your talents helped you move through, in some way, the loss of your wife. Oh, they did. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's. 
I feel in some ways very fortunate that I had, you know, my art and my writing because it was a, a natural place for me to put my grief and my emotions. You know, when I was, I was in graduate school in, as a painting major, you can imagine what my father thought of that. Mm. But anyhow, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had this great painting teacher who was, you know, sort of an old-time artist, spent his whole life working, and he used to say to us, there were only seven of us who worked with him, and he used to say, take all of your, you know, depression and anger and anything that's bothering you and just put it into your work. Yes. And I didn't understand that when I was 21, you know, but in fact, I think I've done it most of my life, and I, it really worked for me, um, <clears throat> you know, dealing with this tremendous loss. You know, I just, and I would say to anyone, you know, as I said before, anything that you have that you can do and that you um, takes you to another place, that's a great thing to do, you know, to, if it's music or if it's whatever yes. it is. And, and I've said to people now that, you know, you don't have to be a writer to write about, um, you know, what's going on in your life. And it can really help you, you know, to put it down, even if you never look at it again. Exactly. But just to sort of, right? Don't yeah. you think? Oh, I fully yeah. agree. I, I would fly uh, with a notebook when I would go see my dad, and he had stage four cancer, and I would just mm. write these stories and write just how I was feeling. And, and it was some of my best stuff that I have written. Yeah, and was it, it, it sort of takes you, I mean, it doesn't make the situation at all better, obviously, but right. it's that you're able to take it and use it in some other way that just, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm failing at words for a writer, aren't I? No, but, no. Uh, <laughs> no? Okay, good, thank you. <laughs> you know, what? when I was write, actually writing The Widower's Notebook, there were times when I felt, how can you do this, you know? How can you actually be writing about this? And, and is this morally right to do it? Um, you know, and I put all that in the book. I mm-hmm. actually quest those questions, but but I do think it is it was a natural place for me to go, yes. and um, I do think it, as you just said, you know, it somehow helps you live through those moments and get to maybe not necessarily the other side of it, but get to another place. Yes, and that's super important. I think you know, right? So yeah, this might be uh, a tough statement mm-hmm. here but i mean i feel like i don't i didn't know your wife obviously but i feel like she would have felt this was the most meaningful path and the right path for you am i wrong uh, well that kind of it's a beautiful thing to say and i really really appreciate you saying that you know um when i was writing the book i would um you know think in my mind is joy my wife is she is she mm-hmm. going to be happy about this yeah is she going to, you know occasionally i would hear a voice over my shoulder saying, that didn't happen that way, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So, but, you know, people, so many people have written to me and said, I feel as if I know your wife now. And that just makes me really, really happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I do think that, you know, it was, yeah, I I hope she would be pleased with it. And I I think, you know, at one point I thought to myself, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to write this, you know, part of it is a tribute to Joy. Um, yeah. But, this, you know, this had better be the best book I ever wrote. 
That's a lot so, of pressure to put on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I only said that in the moments probably when I wasn't writing. Okay. You know, <laughs> I would say that other times. You're right, though. It's never a good idea to do that to yourself. Yeah. Like, oh, this had better be the best book or the best painting. Because yeah. that's a recipe for disaster, isn't it, it? It sure is. Yeah, right. What advice yeah. would you give people that have gone through loss or that are just struggling writers? Um, well, those are two very different questions. I would, I would say getting through loss, um, first of all, though nobody could have convinced me of this, I would tell it to other people that it may be a cliche, but time makes a tremendous amount of difference. It just does. You know, right. first year I was in a fugue state and I felt sort of nuts. And by the second year, I thought, oh, I'm going to feel better. And I didn't because it became more real to me. But ultimately, you know, I've, in, I've incorporated this into my life and I, I have moved on. And I think my, if that's advice, I don't like giving advice, but I think to know somehow, hold on to the idea that you will get through this, you will get better. And to right. do anything, as I said, go out, don't, don't become a hermit see your friends, you know, do things, uh, anything that, try and do the things you love. You yes. Know, and and uh, I think that's really, really important. Um, Great advice. In terms of, yeah, thank you. In terms of the writer, um, I would say many things, but one, keep writing, read a lot, um, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. You know, I mean, if you're in the arts in any way or, I mean, so many things in our life, you know, you, know, you just get rejected. You don't always, you know, you don't get what you want right away. But I believe that anyone like who is, it really works at something for a serious amount, you know, time and gives it their time, will ultimately get what they want. You know, they will. I mean, it's, it's very difficult. You know, I went through two careers, you know, an art career, uh, and this writing career, and, and you know, I, I still have to deal with rejection for sure. sure. Of course, um, you know, I, I have this in the book, but I I used to tell my daughter that um, you, when you get rejected and you feel really bad, you, you have a couple of hours to really wallow in it, and then you have to stop. Right. Then you have to pull yourself out of it. You yes. know, you have to do something, and you just have to make yourself feel better because. You know, it's sort of that thing. Like I, I, I tell, I teach writing, and I, I tell my, you know, my writing students. You know, it only takes one person to believe in your work. I mean, you might get a yeah. hundred rejections, but all you need is one. That's true. Say, I love this. I'm going to, I'm going to publish your book, and and uh, that's true of a, of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, so so true. I think just keep going. Yes, right? definitely. Uh, yeah. Where can people find out more about you? Well, they can, my name is a difficult name, but they can go to my name, Jonathan Santlerfer, S-A-N-T-L-O-S-E-R, uh, Santlerfer. that's my website. Okay. Um, you can probably, if you looked up The Widower's Notebook, a memoir, you'd find a lot about the book and a lot about me. I mean, on my website, there are interviews. There's so much about me, people will want to leave after two minutes, I'm sure. It's more than enough than anybody ever needed. Uh, I, I very rarely look at it because it's like, you know how watching yourself on an interview, you kind of want to start screaming? I know, um, yes. Yeah, but they can, people can find me, and um, if people want to write to me, they can write to me through my website, and it comes to my email, 
And I will say right now that I answer every email that people write to me. Um, Because I've gotten a lot of really terrific messages. So Fantastic. Well, that's a wrap for us. Unfortunately, we've got to wrap up. But I'd love to have you on another time. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Same here. Thank you so much, Janine. Anytime. All right. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. That was Jonathan Santlofer, and if you missed any part of our conversation, it will be up on the show blog, and the show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We'll take a little break, and then I have several more guests calling in. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.